This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Junto special one-shot movie review of M. Night Shyamalan's new film, Split. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam James McAvoy. Oh! Generous. Oh! Yeah, you, you're talking about James McAvoy right now, but really, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm Barry. Oh! But really, oh, I'm Dennis. Oh! But truly, oh, it's me, Patricia, the whole time. But... Could you also be the Beast? Oh, Hank McCoy. But That's well, right. Right, exactly. That's right, Hank McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. knew this dude turned into Hank McCoy at the end? Did not see that coming. Not at all. No. Nope. This is the newest X Men movie, of yes. course, coming from M Night Shyamalan. Right. Got uh, uh, Brian Singer off that John after a p- Apocalypse because yeah. that was no good. They said enough of that. Yeah, they brought. Don't them. put two beams in the ground and make an X. <laughs> no. Don't do that. No. Do not do that. I am. Uh, I'm full of it right now. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Finally, second time we've done this. Second Let's just time put it all we've done out there. This. Internet. We did a whole hour and twenty some minute movie review. Whole thing. And the audio was trash. Yeah, and we said we're not about to put this out. Yeah, I know, no, 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 no one deserves that. No, we, I didn't that. even want to listen to it. I didn't even listen to it all the way. I was like, <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah, if I true. was the person who was listening to Comfortable Junto for the first time, I'd be like, these guys are trash. Oh, really? That's how bad it. You heard it, didn't you? Yeah, it was pretty I, bad. I did. It sounded not good. So we had to go back and do it again. So we're back here mm-hmm. once again mm-hmm. to talk about M Night Shyamalan's. Am I saying his last name right? Yeah, M Night Shy. It's Shyamalan. Shyamalan. It, you know, it kind of just blends. Shyamalan. M Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Twelve film. Twelve split. Now, uh-huh. internet. Let me tell you something. This is the same thing we said the first time we did this. Mm-hmm. We are a minute and some change into this episode. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. Yes. Spoilers. Yes. Three, two, one. Spoilers. I'm not playing spoilers. If you have not seen Split. Turn this off. Yes. We're going to spoil it. We're going to ruin it. You're going to be so mad if you play with me right now. Don't you play. Don't you play around if you want Don't to. Don't you play. It's going to be... Man, man, be, put uh, your shoes back on. And Don't get you play. back in the house. Don't you play. Who Don't told you? you go to the movies anyway? Oh, my God. Sick of this. Turn that radio off. And where you get money from in the first place? You out there hustling? Yeah. Man, man, selling that 75. <laughs> Same color t-shirt. White. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're very, very deadly serious about this right now. Internet, if there is ever a movie that you do not want to have ruined for you, it's a Shyamalan movie. Yes. These Jaws are built on the reveal, mm-hmm. the surprise, mm-hmm. the angle at the end. Yep. Octavius tells me that apparently my man Knight doesn't like saying the word twist. Right. That's so what I'm he's just going to interview. I'm just going to avoid using the T word. Mm-hmm. But you know he's about that T word, though. He's about that T word. So, look. We can't talk about this movie without... T-word t-shirt? 
<laughs> yeah, t-shirt. Exactly. Exactly. M. You know M. Night. You know he's got a pocket full of cottage. You know I mean? You know this. You know this. Oh, man. The point is, is we can't speak on this film without ruining it. Right. It's just that kind of thing. Yeah. I don't want to take that experience away from you. Yeah. You deserve to have that the same way that I had it, the same way that you had it, Ak. Yeah. Yeah. Just going in and experiencing it firsthand. Right. So... This spoiler wall is to be taken seriously, mm-hmm. perhaps more seriously than any other. Because look, if you see an X-Men apocalypse, you know, you, you get the gist. You yeah. know you're going to see the X-Men. Yeah. We're not trying to take the experience away, but I mean, you know what you got. Right. This is different. Mm-hmm. This is a different thing. You're, I mean, I didn't see it coming. Adam, did you see it coming? No. I mean, I've already went to, I've seen people who are like, have you seen Split? They're like, yeah, somebody already spoiled the ending for me. Oh. Hurts. No. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. It makes me hurt. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, the whole reason why the Blackout Congregation exists is because of M. Night Shyamalan Monetize. Movie. Oh, okay. It, no. <laughs> to monetize. Oh, it's not about money? Oh, okay. <laughs> Trying no. to get that oil. Oh, oh. Yeah. But the whole reason why I even ha- kind of have this stance is because someone ruined signs. Yes. Not for me. Not signs. Six cents. Six cents. Not for me, but for somebody else. Oh. And I was in the presence. Mm-hmm. And I saw the look on that guy's face. Mm. And I was like, I never want to feel what he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Because if you've seen... Six Sense, you know, that is an awesome movie. Wait, hold on a second. You're telling me the Blackout Congregation indirectly exists mm-hmm. because of M. Night Shyamalan. Correct. So here we are right now talking about an M. Night Shyamalan feature film. Yeah. Talking about the Blackout Congregation. Yep. All of these things synchronize. Mm. We are in the right place at the right time right now. Yeah. I think it's very important that we put the spoiler wall up. And I'm I'm not joking around. Yeah. We're spoiling it immediately. We got about a good two, three minutes of us telling you spoilers. So yeah. I, so 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 here we go. Continue at your own peril. Let's let's go with the tradition. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna count down from three. Three, two, one. It's your fault. Now. It was unbreakable two the whole time. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. No, I never saw it coming. Didn't not, see not it coming at all. No way. Now let's we've we've already started at the end. Let's kind of peel I back had to the to. beginning. Yeah. I had to. We've been holding that back. So let's talk about a couple of our main characters. James McAvoy is playing Kevin Wendell Crumb. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got Anya Taylor Joy. Even his whole name is a spoiler. Yeah. Even the whole name yeah. come to think of it. Yeah, it is. This thing is packed with things that are surprises. Yes. The, his name is a spoiler. Mm-hmm. The location of the film is a spoiler. Mm-hmm. The uh, One of the 23 or 24 personalities is a spoiler. Yeah. The reason the girl exists or uh, survives, rather, is a spoiler. Right. And then Mr. David Dunn. Yeah. Can you give me a synopsis so we can just, like, we'll start way, way, way at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And of course... You were giving me a synopsis right. and I interrupted you. No problem. I, let me just, we're excited. Let me just set that down. Right. No, don't let me jack that. No problem. Go three, ahead. Three main characters. We've got Kevin Wendell Crumb, who is being played by James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb has dissociative identity disorder, DID. The first place I learned about DID was from the Arkham Sessions, from oh. Dr. Andrea Letamendi, where she redirected and let us know that it's not schizophrenia. Yes. It's dissociative identity disorder. That is an excellent podcast. Yes. Arkham Sessions. If you're a Batman fan and if you're listening to this, you're a Batman fan. Or just admit it. You Or you don't like Batman and you're just on here to listen to me what? talk about it. He, as and Adam look, argue I've, about <laughs> Batman v Superman or Arrival or uh, Star Wars 3.5. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Don't start. Okay, not, look. Not back to, there. Let's go back. Okay, so. Superman Returns, one of the greatest. All right. <laughs> okay, listen. Let's get to it. All right. So, 
Um, Kevin Wendell Crumb, dissociative identity disorder, 23 personalities that we know of in the beginning and potentially a 24th. This we, dude is Dr. Pepper. He's got, <laughs> he's got all 23 flavors. We've also got Anya Taylor-Joy, who is playing Casey Cook. Casey mm-hmm. Cook is one of the three girls that have been abducted. Mm-hmm. And we also have another main character who is, what is her name again? Betty Buckley, who is playing Dr. Karen Fletcher. Dr. Fletcher. So those are our three main characters. Yeah. Basically, the basic synopsis of this is number one this movie's taking place in the philadelphia area 215 it's so we find you know a father two two one daughter and a couple of her friends are Mm -hmm. having a party of some sort some sort of get together king of pressure mall at the beautiful king of pressure mall where we saw what movie i don't oh god gods of egypt white gods of egypt white gods of egypt (laughs) And many, and many other films that are way better than that. But yeah, we've actually been to the King of Prussia Mall. We've seen movies. We've hung out there. I mean, this is just a regular part of being yeah. from Philadelphia. That's where I hung out when I was a kid. I don't know why, but that's where I hung out when I was a kid. Local comic shop was the best. That had, shop in there, it's yo, gotten, it was the bomb. It was dope, but it's gotten bigger and bigger as time's going on. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, I went to Valley Forge Military Academy for all four years of high school, and you, I stayed on barracks. One of the biggest deals... Mm-hmm. was to get off campus on the weekend and go to where? The King of Prussia Mall. King of Prussia Mall. Huge deal. Beautiful. Lovely. King right, so Prussia. anyway, so they say King of Prussia Mall. We're like, I know where that is. Yeah. She's having a party of some sort. You can tell that these are popular girls, you know, friend, friendly, have a bunch of friends. And then we've got Casey, mm-hmm. who's kind of in the corner. She's in all dark. She's got a lot of the clothes on. Classic outsider. Yeah, kind of like the weirdo yeah that, and, and that's even, the way they're talking about right it. they even go so far as to do that i'm like why did we have to invite the weird girl yeah and they're like and well they, we can't just not can't invite everybody but her yeah clearly that it's all about their own personal you know didn't want to be seen as mean even mm-hmm. though they're totally being mean you yeah. know what i'm saying well for some reason one two questions well i got two questions right off the bat right one why did you invite your entire class to your birthday who got I, money I who, pay, who pay for that that's what that's my second question night why did you have all you throwing, that food? You throwing birthday parties? Why did you have all that food left over? And that's another question. That's, I don't know what's going on here. So ultimately, from the get go, Shyamalan with the mystery, right? <laughs> we know that. How many kids they got at home? <laughs> so they're going home. Seems like everybody's got a ride home except her. She's calling an Uber, so she says. And the dads, and they're like, "Can we just leave her?" Dad's like, "Absolutely not. I'm not leaving this girl all the way in the King of Prussia Mall. We're gonna give her a ride home." Mm-hmm. They're heading to the car. They get in the car. All the ladies get in the car. Uh. Our main character, Casey, gets in the front. The other two girls get in the back, already yeah. seeing that little separation of kind of like they're in the back giggling and kikiing to other girls. And we just <laughs> see some <laughs> we see some weird stuff going on in the background. Yeah. Food spills. Of course it spilled. He had 10 to-go containers. It was <laughs> yeah. bound to spill. Yes. And what you gonna do when you make that sharp left? It's all gonna spill over in the back seat. Going over. So maybe. The guy did him a favor. Okay. So then Hot afterwards... Take. Well, Hot take. James right. McAvoy did this whole family a favor. You know what? Let me help you out because you're going to just spill us all over the place. <laughs> I'm going to just take care of this for you. And you know, you know, what's my man's name? What's the uh, the guy who's who's the neat freak? Uh, Dennis. Dennis is all yeah. about that cleanliness. Oh, yes. That's probably why he got upset. And we see Dennis very quickly. That That is the personality I think we first are yes. exposed to. That's mm-hmm. the introduction to the character because Dennis uses this little yellow, orange... Orange something like that. Cloth, rag... Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have to touch anything that looks filthy or, or I don't know. Like he seems like he's kind of got the OCD sort yeah. of thing going. Super yeah. like super duper. Everything's got to be clean. So enter Dennis. Gets in the seat wearing all gray, mm-hmm. kind of shaved head, glasses. Automatically, you're like, "What's going on?" Dennis 
puts on a face mask, sprays the girls in the back, they're unconscious, doesn't even really acknowledge Casey. But eventually Casey tries to get out on the on the slow. I'm yelling at the screen, not literally yelling, but in my heart, I'm like, just run out of the car. Yeah. What are you being so polite for? Uh-huh. Which we actually come to find out why she's a little hesitant to run later on. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, as she pulls the door, it makes that door's opening sound. Then Dennis turns, sprays her, abducts them. They find themselves in some odd place. They don't know where they are. And that's kind of the foundation of this movie. Three girls have been abducted by this person. We don't really know why or who or what, but that's kind of the foundation of what we got going on. I think there are three main facets to the way that the movie unfurls. Mm -hmm. One is the abduction. The three girls who are abducted, who are held captive by Dennis or... Uh, Hedwig or Patricia mm-hmm. or whichever personality is present. Mm-hmm. The second is Barry, quote unquote Barry, mm-hmm. or whomever is going to visit Dr. Fletcher. Yeah. So we get to see Kevin uh, manifested in whichever personality spending time with his shrink. Now let's clarify. Kevin, when we say Kevin... Kevin is the core human Kevin being. Kevin is the name that this human being was given at birth. That's Kevin right. Wendell Crumb. That is the human being. That's what his driver's license would say. That's what his social security number is connected to. That's the name his bills come in. But of course, if you're listening to this right now, you've seen the movie and you know that, do right. you not? And if so, you don't, well... So just you, for clarity... Up. Each of the personalities has different behavior styles. Yes. They speak differently, different yes. accents. Yes. They move differently. They have they different physicalities. Yeah. So there's the kidnapping part. The second part, which is all of these scenes with Dr. Fletcher. Which I think is like a large part of the psychological, like what's going on here? That's right. What is happening? Now, that, that's not where all of like the physicality happens. Mm-hmm. That's where all the intellectual squinting at the screen, like... Huh? Yeah, it seems like you were entering into the middle of a conversation because Dr. Fletcher is referring to some things that have happened in the past. Like, you, you're you not acting like Barry. This yeah. isn't what Barry does. Who's Barry? What? What is... What is she referring right, to? Right. So there's a, a little bit of entering into this conversation that's been ongoing for a while. Can I point out an important part that happened with between Dr. Fletcher and air quote Barry? Please! So Dr. Fletcher explains that Barry has been, like, she's one, th- this, it's so it's ho- so hard to talk about who we're talking about. Yeah. Barry, Kevin, whomever, has been one of her greatest patients. He's gone 10 years at the same job. That's right. So you start thinking, so where does this guy work that he's been at 10 years? Mm-hmm. No incidents, no problems, nothing like that. But all of a sudden, last night, Dr. Fletcher gets an email from Barry and says, we need your help. We need to meet with you. Yeah. So Barry shows up saying, hey, everything's fine. Everything's cool. You know, I was just having a hard time. Everything's good, but it's no problem. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Fletcher goes on to say, you said that in the past, there was a scenario that happened where two girls ran up to you, took their hands, took your hand and put them under their shirts and ran off. Yeah. You said it was no big deal. It was nothing. But I think that that might have triggered you in some sort of way. Is that true? Mm-hmm. That's a key part that happens between Dr. Fletcher and Barry, Kevin, whoever you want to call it, Dennis, whatever, whatever, Patricia, Hedwig, whoever she's talking to. That's right. Right. So the third, that's the second, the third facet of this movie 
are the flashbacks mm. that expose us to a little bit of Casey's background. Right. Casey, the outsider, the yeah. the strange girl, right. seems to be the one who is most in control, most calm and collected. Yeah. And now to be most familiar with what's going on and yeah. how to conduct herself. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. like we do M Night does a good job of showing these other girls are freaking out. This other girl is oddly calm. Yeah. She's Oddly aware. She's oddly in tune. She almost has a level of expertise. Yeah, from the jump, she how knew to deal how to with deal this. with this that, that initial situation where she told her friend, pee on yourself. Right. So what and hap- when you hear that, you're like, what? But it's, you know, she yeah. was being observant of the the cleanliness of Dennis, of this person who abducted mm. them. Mm. And she the, she theorizes correctly, you know, pee on yourself. He ain't gonna want to touch you. That's clearly something that triggers this dude, mm. and it works. You can even hear Dennis like losing his cool from behind the door, yeah. and puts the girl right back in there. Yeah. And over the span of the movie, Dennis keeps being forced to have the girls remove their clothes because the clothes got dirty. Right. You have crumbs on your shirt. At first, you think that it's some sort of creepy kind of, you know, molesty kind of situation where he's just trying to get them naked. Uh-huh. And we also hear from Dr. Fletcher talking about how Dennis, which is one of the 23 personalities that we initially told about, has an affinity for watching young girls dance. That's right. So putting that together, we're thinking, oh, Dennis is going to like sexually abuse these girls, mm-hmm. but she comes back and says he wanted me to dance for him. Yeah, which again you're like, what is going on? Yeah. What's happening here? Right. Yeah. So the I, I feel like it's important to say those are the three parts of the movie because they twist in and out of one another. Yes. We spend some time with the captive uh, young girls. We spend some time with Casey's background and learning how to hunt with her dad, mm-hmm. and ultimately discovering. One of the bigger reveals of the movie is she has been molested by her uncle her entire life. Right. Ever since she was very little. And the reason why that happened is because we find out that the father passes away from what sounds like some sort of heart issue. Sounds like foul play, though. There's just yeah, some kind well, of like fishiness, you right. know. You're yeah. led. To, you're not. And that's one of those things that M. Night doesn't answer. No. Nah. He kind of leaves it for you to go. Did he really die? Or mm-hmm. did, did the uncle do something? Or mm-hmm. what's going on? But, mm-hmm. the, but the uncle says... It happens. Same thing happened to my father. And, you know, at this point, you know that, you know, Casey has been physically, sexually abused by her uncle. Yeah. Um, And there's even a point where we see young, small, tiny little Casey holding a shotgun. Yeah. Pointing it at the uncle right after she's been abused. That's right. And she doesn't pull the trigger, which is a key part that we're going to come back to later Mm -hmm. that. Because, I mean, I don't know about you, but in that time in the theater, I'm like, kill this dude. Yeah. Let off, let that thing ring off. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't do it. No, no. And then and then that really makes you feel even worse when we find out that she's going to be in his custody as she grows up. So another major part of this movie is the personalities that Kevin has. Mm-hmm. Each of them is really different from one another. Yes. They behave differently, like I said. I noticed that some colors are associated with each personality. Mm-hmm. Dennis always has that yellow cloth, and so I let, noticed a lot of bright yellow from time to time. Right. You, you were about to say something. What? What's this? So let, let's do this. Let's talk about a few of the char- few of the personalities that we actually meet. We, need, we meet Dennis. Mm-hmm. So describe who Dennis is. Dennis is large. Dennis seems like a leader. Dennis is kind of quiet, right. but when he speaks, he's very stern. Yes. He's very direct. Mm-hmm. Dennis wears glasses. All can, gray. All gray. Only wears gray. Mm-hmm. Very 
uncharismatic. Right. Seems like not a lot of personality, not, not a lot of sense of humor going on yeah. with Dennis. Yeah, he seems hev- like heavy-hearted. Yeah. You know? Heavy is a good word. And it's always like he's fighting something back. Yeah. That's the feeling you get from him. Mm-hmm. He's always like, gr- seems like he's grinding his teeth or clenching his fists and just hold- holding it together by the seams. That's right. That's who Dennis is. That's right. Patricia. Patricia has... Kind of a like a, a, a British accent mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Patricia seems to be exploring mysticism and and the Asian arts. Talks about Asia and mm-hmm. and uh, talks about like tea and and prepares tea and prepares meals right. and is supposed to be very sophisticated, very proper. St- and even when James McAvoy plays her, standing up very straight, mm-hmm. neck very long, posture she, totally changes. He, he's got. He, oh, I think she's a nun. Oh, okay. I think she's a nun. I could see I, it. I, I listened to a lot of interviews after the movie. After the movie, internet, which you should be listening to this after you've seen it. But if you haven't, then y- your fault. I can see it. So that's Patricia. Yep. And Patricia is oddly excited yet. Oddly excited and protective, but at the same time, it's just like weird. You're not my mom. I don't know you. She also seems kind of matronly. Like, yes. you wouldn't cross Patricia. Oh, yeah. she. It seems like she's not playing. Yeah. But in in that... That 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 um motherly like I will smack the hell out of you. So don't make me do it with a so smile. So don't make me do it. Exactly. Right. Go ahead and sit down. Eat your sandwich. Yeah. But we see the way that she loses her cool when mm-hmm. she doesn't cut the sandwich perfectly. Wow. And I think one of those things seemed to me was kind of like a blending of Dennis and Patricia for a moment. Mm. Where mm. from time to time, mm. what, what we understand from another personality is the personalities fight for the light, as right. it were. So let's get to that after I get the rest of these. Word. Hedwig. Okay, Hedwig is a child. Nine years. Hedwig old. is nine years old. Hedwig has a little bit of a lisp. Hedwig is very playful, and he's a fond. He's fond of the word etc. Loves the word etc. Hedwig talks about uh, his bedroom and the window in his bedroom and his drawings and mm-hmm. his music. Loves mm-hmm. Kanye West. Big yeah. Kanye West fan. Yeah. And Hedwig is. I I I don't want to say it in a way that is patronizing, but Hedwig seems to be. Um, mentally challenged for a nine-year-old. Well, like is a nine-year-old, but you know, in the the body. Uh, yeah. The body. It's acting odd, this it's, way. It's odd to see a, a grown man acting like a nine-year-old. Exactly. It just makes you feel like okay, Hedwig is developmentally stunted. Hmm. Uh, but Hedwig is convinced, in fact, that Hedwig is only nine right. and acting just like a nine-year-old would. Right. Barry. Barry is obsessed with fashion. Mm-hmm. Anytime Barry is speaking to the, the the characters, whether it's Fletcher or to the video blogs that uh, that he keeps for himself, he's talking about what season he's wearing, yeah. the article of clothing that he's wearing. Right. Always talk. Anytime Barry comes in to meet with Doctor Fletcher, talking about something he's working on. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm wearing right now. This this is what I'm hemming together. And when we do have just a moment of seeing Barry's environment. I saw kind of a seamstress mm. situation. Yeah. Like a, a fashion mogul. Fashionista kind of thing. Total fashionista. Right. But Barry also seems good humored. Yeah. Like seems to have, seems to be maybe the most stable of all of the personalities mm. in as much as 
I could totally see this person. Yeah. This makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Doesn't seem like anybody's bothering this person or yeah. isn't bothered at all. Right. And we also have two other people that we meet very briefly, Orwell and Jade. Jade is diabetic, which is very right. interesting That's because right. when, we, about that. when we see um, Casey watching the video files towards the end of the movie, we see that Jade says everybody is in the same body or something like that. Well, why am I the only person that has to do this? And she holds up uh, a needle for, for taking insulin. I know about that because I have people in my family who, who have to take insulin on all the time who are and diabetic. Dr. Fletcher speaks on that point during the movie. That's Do- a great way to segue into yeah, that. Dr. Yeah. Fletcher talks about something that I think is really interesting. The personalities are different and unique because of the way they act and behave and speak. Yes. But she also notices that there are physical differences Mm -hmm. between each personality. And she's trying to convince her colleagues about this. And they seem to kind of be like, come on now. That's a lot of hokum. Yeah, we can't can't really get with this. Like, explain this to me. It almost seems as though she's selling this idea that someone with DID, someone who has suffered through trauma and developed these multiple personalities, is accessing more of their brain. Yeah. Is maybe more evolved so which and one of the things that she said that was interesting to me is she's saying hey listen they develop these personalities according to what the movie is telling us according to what you know dr fletcher is saying mm. to deal with certain trauma and aspects of their life and a part of of creating these personalities there are physical attributes that can be created as well yeah and that is something that she's saying and trying to prove and convince people of while at the same time, what's interesting to me is that Dr. Fletcher doesn't believe it all the way. That's a good point. So she believes it, but she doesn't believe it to the extent that we see it actually applies itself in this movie. Yeah. So she's even when she's talking to Barry and Dennis about the beast, she's kind of like the beast isn't real. Come on. This isn't real. And it's like, well, hold up. Weren't you just trying to convince your colleagues that they can create physical manifestations of these different personalities. So why wouldn't the beast be real? Now let's talk about the beast. Yes. So what we know about Kevin is Kevin is in possession of 23 personalities. Right. And only two of the other, well, maybe more than two, but other personalities talk about a mysterious 24th. So what happens is, the way that it's described in the movie, yeah. we talked a little bit about this before. They're all in chairs. Mm-hmm. All of the different person, 23 personalities are in chairs. In in Kevin's mind. Right. Yeah. And they have the light. Right. So Hedwig, the nine-year-old, can have the light whenever he wants. That's right. For That's whatever his reason, special ability. He we says. don't know why. Um, so it seems like they're trading, fighting for, arguing for the light. We don't know if it's civil we don't know if it's whatever some people have been banned from the light some people can't have it so we don't really know quite what the rules are but ultimately we're introduced to the concept of the horde Mm -hmm. and the horde is patricia dennis and hedwig yeah and it seems like patricia is the one who's introduced this concept of the beast Mm -hmm. and the beast being this other personality that's coming yeah so now if we've seen that these other personalities have been developed because of trauma and possibly other ways to adapt and cope where is the beast coming from what has triggered this potential 24th personality but the thing is patricia is spreading the propaganda about the beast right dennis is on board hedwig has followed along and now 
we're trying to figure out what's going on with this beast. And you said it the first time we've recorded, but the beast is the boogeyman. Yeah. It's like, hey, Barry, don't misbehave or else the beast will come out. Right. And we'll get in trouble. Right. Or let me have the light. Allow this consciousness, this this uh, altar to exist right now or else the beast is going to come out. Yeah. And you wouldn't want that, would right. you? Right. So the beast seems to be a control mechanism. Hmm. And that's what Fletcher hmm. immediately recognizes. He's like, the, the beast is not... That's not an altar. Right. Okay. I've met the 23 altars. I'm familiar with them. Well, she actually, she says she's never met. But you know, she hadn't met Dennis. That's right. But yeah. she's familiar with 23 by yeah. her count. Yeah. But she, she does not believe it's, it's, it's a, beast. it's a, it's a, it's a, she, she describes it as this is something. I think she says, this is something that Patricia is using to try to like, leverage you guys into giving her the light and letting her have what she wants, but yeah. it's not real. It's, it's, it's a figment of your imagination, which is, you know, you know, conceptually, all of these are a figment of Kevin's imagination yeah. or are they? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what this movie's talking about. So it's interesting when we see Dr. Fletcher go, that's not possible. Come on. That's not real. Well, Dr. Fletcher, why wouldn't it be real? I mean, like, if, if you could tell me this guy's got 23 people inside of him, what's up with a 24th that's an animal? She's got to draw a limit somewhere. Right, and I think, but she drew, I think it her, too, like, she drew it too short. <laughs> she, did, she did draw it too short. Yeah. And it's that is an important part because they talk about the beast and what the beast is capable of doing. Mm -hmm. The beast can climb walls because the beast can... With like, very little clutch, traction. Clutch these, like, very little uh, traction. Seems like it would be a perfect 90 degree, but like a mountain goat. Or like a lizard. Oh, up. like a mountain goat. I haven't yeah. thought about that. Like yeah, I was watching, I was like watching Planet Earth 2, and they have these mountain goats. They're born, and in like three days, or maybe three hours even, they're experts at just climbing these 90 degree walls and surviving on just walls. Mm. On just our perfect right angle. Yeah. And when I saw the beast climbing around, kind of like a lizard slinking around, but also in a similar way to these goats. Right. By the way, Planet Earth 2, oh my God. I don't think I've seen Planet Earth 1. It's amazing. I do not know how any of this is real life, but it is. Listen. It's amazing. I'm going to tell you, I'm a man of God. I am a Christian. I believe in Jesus. And I see some of the things that he made sometimes. And I'm like, you made that on purpose? <laughs> this is hideous. What, what, what was happening on that day? You know what I mean? But it's like, but there's a level of beauty in it. You know what I'm saying? At the the fact that things are different. Everything's not the same. What's pretty to you is ugly to somebody else. It's all made intentionally. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's something to even say that even kind of connects into our story that we're talking about right now. You might see Kevin Wendell Crumb. You might see all these personalities. And you go, that's that ugly, hideous thing from at the bottom of the ocean. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's like, the anglerfish right there. Right. Yeah. That, that thing is freaking. Nope. <laughs> no. But you but that's on purpose. Pass. That's on purpose. Yeah. That's not a mistake. That's no. not a mutation. No. That is intentional. Just like you and you and whoever else is listening, with all of the things that other people say are ugly and nasty and wrong. And you think I got these good looks by accident? This on purpose. Somebody man. knew what they was doing. This was designed. Look at me. This was designed. Look at this. Look at me now. Okay. Look at me now. Ooh. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the beast, we find out that he's got a, he's significantly longer, longer, larger. Probably longer. I don't probably, know. yes. Yeah, Stand him up, toe to tip. Significantly larger than Dennis, and Dennis is the biggest of all of them. Yeah. He's got a long mane. When I heard long mane, I was like, I know where they are. Okay, so there's another one of these spoilers. Here, here's a twist, mm -hmm. which is. The area where the girls are being held captive is never revealed until the end of the movie. So a couple couple things for me. Mm. 
I got detective brain when I'm watching the movie. Yeah, you got, you got that Bruce Wayne brain. Can't turn it off. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, they're underground. Looks like maintenance pipes. He's been there for 10 years. Where would he be for 10 years that he has access to somewhere underground? Uh, is he a maintenance guy? Is he mm-hmm. a janitor? Uh-huh. Is, he a, uh, is he a mechanic? You spend time in Hedwig's room. Yeah. He's got drawings of what? Animals, Animals, giraffes, so, rhinos. What's this? So, but the thing that happened is when we see Dennis leave and he closes the gate, I'm like, I know where that is. The Philadelphia Zoo. I recognized it because, of course, being a Philadelphian, you've been all over Philadelphia. Mm. I saw 76 over, like, across the way, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's the zoo. I didn't know, but I kind of like, I bet they're in the zoo. Yeah. So we come to find out that. That's why the beast has all of these animalistic. He's got skin that's as tough as a rhino, Dennis says. Yeah. We find out that the beast is an amalgamation of all the animals in the zoo. How he like a bat, though? Tell me, is he hanging upside down? How he like a bat, though? That's what I want to know. Is he is he hanging he upside got down? sonar. Maybe. He, he bugs. He got, like, the skin underneath his arms so he can just glide around well, or something. He got bane veins, though. He did have bane veins. Yeah. That is for sure. Right. When, when we see the beast, the beast is activated by being in a train. Because apparently a part of the the story hmm. that Fletcher explains is Kevin got DID through all of the trauma from living with his abusive mom. Right. And being abandoned at a train station. Mm. And she said since then, since the abandonment at the train station, this is, we've, we've talked about the different personalities and the beast is just a part of this coping mechanism. Yeah. And if you recall, dude has to go on a train, buys flowers, right. goes to the train right. as if he's meeting someone. Right. Gets on the train by himself. Gets down on the floor. How you get on a train by himself? I, saw, I was wondering the same thing. Where you going? Ain't nobody else walking there? never been a time. Have you ever been on anything never except by yourself? That was, and that was Amtrak, too. Because I, I saw that he was and getting on the Amtrak. How you get, stop it? Get on the outside. Where Unrealistic. Sharmalon, come on. You come should on, know. Yeah. Unrealistic. Yeah, anyway, go ahead. Doesn't matter. But he gets on that train and effectively transforms he just like grows bigger, snarls, those huge veins that are busting out of his skin and then busts out of there like a cheetah yeah. and seems to run past a bunch of security guards. Uh, uh, Interesting and they, part there, too. They, they even say, they're like, what was that? Oh, it was a coyote. The, well, I, well, I've never seen coyote in Philadelphia. Interesting thing is the dog is wigging out. Yes. And then the cop goes, it's an animal. He always gets like this, which yeah. even makes us go, oh. So the dog is even sensing that this is an animal. More than a human, different right. from a human. Right. Yeah, so the beast is this collection of all of these different animals, and the beast is also a cannibal, is eating people. Like a lion. Kills the other two girls, not Casey, but kills our, our tall blonde girl and kills the, the girl with a short, dark like wavy black, hair, dark skin. I'm Somehow, not sure where she's color. from. I don't know where she is from, but and tries to kill Casey. Right. So this is the part where the movie is ramping up. Yo, so this isn't like the very end of the movie. So we've gone through the initial abduction. We've met Hedwig. We met Patricia. We've met Dennis. We've met air quote Barry, mm-hmm. and we've seen the fact that you know one of the girls acts out. She gets locked in a different room. The other girl acts out. She gets locked in a different room. And Doctor Fletcher is still very you know, questionable and concerned because Barry keeps emailing in the middle of the night, but then showing up the next day, I'm fine, I'm fine. So Dr. Fletcher is like, all right, 
I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna go look into mm-hmm. it. She shows up at the place. We don't know it's the zoo yet, but eventually we find out it's the zoo. Mm-hmm. She comes in. She meets Dennis. They go inside, and she's talking to Dennis and she's having discussion. And ultimately, on the way out, as you're watching the movie, you're like saying, "Doctor Fletcher, get out of there. Mm-hmm. Stop poking around. Stop snooping around. Call the police." Get out. And Dr. Fletcher does something very interesting where she takes a a, a tissue or, or a handkerchief yeah. and stuffs it in like where the, the door, door latch. The door jam. So, unfortunately, Dr. Fletcher, not unfortunately, Dr. Fletcher finds the girls. That's right. She finds that they've been assaulted. Mm-hmm. And when the beast comes back, the beast kills Dr. Fletcher. Yeah, she don't make it out. He squeezes her to death. Yeah. That was not fun. He squeezes her. That was not fun. To death. Cracks her ribs. You but, hear the whole crunch. All but that before stuff. she does that, Eek. she writes down something on a piece of paper. Yo, it's like a snake, actually. You know, kind of constricted oh, her like that. Hey. Like a hey. boa constrictor. I didn't even think of that one. How he like a bat, though. We haven't seen that. We got to <laughs> wait till the next one. But yeah, so one of the things she says to... Barry, air quotes, in the yeah. beginning is yeah. like, look, I know that I can summon Kevin Kevin, just by saying his full name. I know I can do that, but I'm not going to do that because that would send everything into like uh, out of control tizzy. I'm yeah. not going to do that. So I'm going to ask you to just let me know what's going on. And that's when she actually meets Dennis for the first time, I believe. Now, well, why I, do you suppose she doesn't say the name before she gets killed? Because I think that when she oh, knew she oh, was oh, in oh, danger. Oh, oh. The, well... I mean, to one degree, I know she couldn't say the name as she's being crushed. So if she's trying to, there's just no way she's going to say it. I think there's an aspect of Dr. Fletcher who's still believing in Kevin Mm -hmm. and trying to reason and discuss and dialogue with Kevin. Mm. Um, She she believes in him. She said, like, you've gone 10 years. You're like one of my most successful patients. She wants him to like, you know, she wants to reason and talk with him and you know, when Dennis sprays her mm. and puts her out, mm-hmm. you know, she's done. That's so it. when she wakes up as the beast is coming back, she's trying to say the name, yeah. but she couldn't do it. All she could do is write down on a sheet of paper. Yeah. So after she dies, the beast is on the scene. Mm-hmm. The beast is out here. She done, he done ate both of the girls. Mm-hmm. And now Casey's finally free. Yeah. And we see another thing that happened earlier Dennis is taking clothes from the girls, taking clothes from the girls, but it seems like he only had to take clothes from the other girls like once or twice, and they're basically in a in underwear. Yeah, nothing. But he's taking stuff from Casey over and over and over again. It's like she's got layers after layers after layers. Hedwig even says, you wear a lot of shirts. Dennis said that you wear a lot of shirts. Yeah, exactly. A- another thing that you kind of give no thought to, you're just like, whatever, no, no. big deal. Yeah. Again, a twist coming with that in the future. Mm-hmm. So now, Casey's free. She's got a gun. She's loaded it up. Now, you might go, how she know how to use a gun? Because she went hunting with her dad and her uncle back in the day. Yeah, and they focus in those flashbacks, they focus on the idea of how to hunt an animal, mm-hmm. to think like the animal. They even go so far as to mention that the female of the species is is dominant, is smarter, yeah. is, is better than the male. In, in so many ways. So what we have is this parallel of the things that she learned when she was very young mm-hmm. now being applicable. And when she gets the gun, yeah. when she was little, she couldn't pull the trigger on her uncle. Right. But now, splodow. Yeah. She shoots him a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So the beast is coming. The mm-hmm. beast is chasing after her. You, I am eyes wide open, 
edge of my seat, mm-hmm. waiting, ready. How's she going to get out of this? Yeah. Or is she going to get out He's of this? He's pulling the bars open and, and at the same time, I'm like, where's the twist? Where's the twist? Uh-huh. It's, this is M. Night Shyamalan. Where's the twist? It's coming. So we get to this point where she's basically backed herself into a cage. Yeah. And she's letting off shotgun shells. And this dude is still coming forward. How's she going to get out of this? What's mm-hmm. going to happen? She gets her shirt torn off. Mm-hmm. And we notice that covering her body are scars. Yeah. So perhaps she is someone who has been coping with the trauma in her life by becoming a cutter. By cutting herself. That's yeah. right. And she's got marks and scars all over her body, her torso and her arms. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the beast sees this, relents. Now, the reason why is very interesting. That's right. We This whole time, if you're like me, and I'm assuming Adam too, you're asking, why? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing this? Is he just a person who just wants to eat people? That's right. Is the beast just the boogeyman? Yeah. Like, what's the reason? What's the why? And M. Night, what are you saying to me? Like, what, what, is, what is the point of this? Mm-hmm. It seems like what Patricia was saying and what Dennis was believing and what Hedwig is believing is that ultimately when the beast comes, Hedwig's not going to get made fun of anymore. When the beast comes, he's going to have a sacrifice when the beast comes. Like, but yeah, but why? Mm. The whole idea is the beast believes that those who have been broken are more evolved. Mm -hmm. Those who have been broken are actually adapting to grow into something greater. That's right. And if you think about like the whole survival of the fittest concept, there's no room for people who haven't evolved. Mm -hmm. If you're not strong enough, you die. So what the beast believes in those who follow the beast, almost like a religion, they believe like, look, those who have been broken, those who have been hurt, rise to the occasion to cope. They become bigger, greater, stronger. Yeah. So even as this whole conversation is being presented, I've seen on, on the internet, people are like, here's what M. Night Shyamalan gets wrong about dissociative identity disorder. And, you know, diso- DID is just because you have it, you're not a villain or so-and-so and so. True, true, true. Um, but what I think is interesting about this is he's actually, way I'm taking he's presenting it as these people believe the trauma makes you stronger, makes you more evolved, and it even manifests itself physically. Mm -hmm. So hence, this is the stronger feeding on the weak. Mm -hmm. And when Dennis sees that Casey, I mean, when the beast sees that Casey has gone through trauma, he goes, oh, you're one of us. That's right. Rejoice. It's almost like a preacher. He almost turns into someone who's worshiping. Yeah. Like, good to see you, brother. Hey, how you been? You're one of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you kind of get the whole... Oh, that's why she wore all the layers. It all starts coming together. And I'm thinking, okay, so M. Night's going to just tie the bow together. Yeah. And that's the whole thing. That's what's going on. So when you're watching this movie, if you're like me, you were trying to figure out the twist the moment the movie started. Correct. Was there any point in time watching the movie? Was there a scene or a character or a line of dialogue or something? You're like, oh, okay, I know what it is. I'll tell you what I thought it was. What did you think? I thought it was, okay, Casey is the person with dissociative identity disorder. Casey abducted the girls. Mm -hmm. Casey... Brought the girls there. You Casey, have like a you have like a, a, a Tyler Durden kind of situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like something like out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that she doesn't recognize that she's doing all this stuff. One of the things that we see when they first wake up is the two girls are on the bed, mm-hmm. staring at Casey, looking terrified. And that made me go, okay, 
all right, that's what it is. Yeah, well, and even the way that was shot, we talked about this last time we we recorded, mm-hmm. the way that was shot, that scene when they first wake up in captivity, there's just this hard line down the middle that separates Casey from the other two. Yeah. I surely think that that is M. Night saying, like, you think you, you, think you get it. I'm just going to mislead you for a little mm-hmm. while. Even the genre of the movie yes. seems like it's misleading us. Yes. Because this whole thing is presented like it's a horror film. Yeah, the girls that are sweaty and wet and they end up naked somehow. Yeah. Run around and you got the final girl who is the girl who fights off the bad guy. It's very much making you think, oh, classic horror movie done in 2017. But then there's the ultimate twist. Before we get to that. Okay. Before we get to I'm, that. I'm just going to take my ta- paws off it. Let's take a, let's take a, let's take a couple of things that also happened. Yeah. So the beast gets away and the beast ends up in some, looks like some sort of abandoned building. Did he run to North Philly? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, is he in Kensington? <laughs> I don't know where he <laughs> run at? somewhere in West Philly. I don't, Southwest? <laughs> I don't know where he at. But he ran somewhere and we see M. Night do this thing with the camera where um, James McAvoy is switching between character and character and they're all talking to themselves and the mm-hmm. conversation is like, we're going to, sh- like, now that we're out, now that we're free, now that the beast is here, they're going to have to believe us. Yeah. You know, and right. that they, seems, they have to pay attention to us. We exist. Because of what we've done and because of what we're going to do, they're yeah. going to have to pay attention to us. So that's making me think, okay, that's what this is about. Right. The whole agenda was to have people believe that you are real. Right. I need to be seen. Right. I have to do something so you see me. You can't ignore me now. Not now. You can't say, oh, Kevin Wendell Crumb is just some crazy guy yeah and you know he just needs to be admitted it's like no 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 because no, 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 no. remember dissociative identity disorder and how it manifests itself is something that you know dr fletcher is arguing for and the colleagues yeah. are kind of like well okay we'll listen to you but you got to prove it sure so now kevin's like i mean so now oh before we get there there's a very part there's a part that's important mm-hmm. when kevin when she when when Casey actually says Kevin Wendell Crumb. Yeah. She says that because Dr. Fletcher wrote down on the piece of paper, say his name. And when he says, when she says that, we meet Kevin for the first time. Yeah. Kevin goes, who are you? Dr. Fletcher, what happened? Did I hurt you? What's going on? What's happening here? And Casey's like, yeah, you did all this in so many words. And And Kevin goes, is it? so-and-so 2001 1999 or something like that right which makes you go oh my gosh kevin has been gone for like a decade yeah plus yeah 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 so you mean this whole 10 years that he's been acting well Mm. and has had no outbursts kevin's been gone i don't remember the year that he mentions but i'm wondering was it 2000 or was it the year that unbreakable takes place in because if that is the case, oh that's a whole my thing. goodness, it's a whole nother life. Oh, we gotta do research. Internet, do research. No, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedris. What year did know. Kevin say? I gotta know when he comes back. Because that that would be a very. I mean, if Yo, that's not the case, Easter whatever. egg. But if it is, then, I you want know, it, it all to be locks in. I together. want it to be true. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know. So anyway, you know, Kevin says, "Look, there's a shotgun out there. Kill me." And it's interesting when she goes to get the shotgun, we see all the personalities start flooding to the front and start fighting. Hold like, up. Arguing. Wait, Look, that wasn't me. I didn't say that's that. That's the horde. No, that's not that my ain't idea. Me. Yeah. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Like, hold on. Listen. And it's very interesting to see what's a bad guy. Mm. You know, like, 
who deserves to go and die and live and all that stuff. And I think it's, it, it just raises so many questions. It makes you think like, you know, what do we do here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's liable? Who needs to answer for these actions? Who, who, who's who? Well, I think that's an important conversation that's happening now b- because of this movie in mm-hmm. the wake of this movie. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, we've seen reports online and I know that we will see more. Right. In which people say, M. Night Shyamalan gets it wrong about D.I.D. Yeah. It's not like that. There are certainly people who are not pleased with the depiction of a character who is like the villain in a horror movie, effectively. Yeah. Yeah. A cannibal, a monster. Right. And also has D.I.D., which is a real disorder. Yes. Real people really have multiple personality disorder. That's a that's an actual thing. Now, dissociative identity disorder. I don't know if that's the right term, so I don't want to miss DID and multiple personality is disorder thing? is the same thing. Okay. Yeah, so there are synonyms and I wonder if it has to do with timing like um, maybe the medical community referred to it as this for a time and now they refer to it as something else. Right. But they those are the same thing. And I think some of those conversations, well, all of the conversations are legit, right? Like if you, if this movie makes you think about that disorder yeah. and ask questions and open that door and get I've never curious heard, about it. I've never heard so many people say DID or dissociative identity disorder in my life. Yeah. And, and clearly Shyamalan seems to have th- this thoughtful approach toward it. Right. I've seen interviews that he's done where he said he wrote this script years ago yeah. and he has always been interested and fascinated by dissociative identity disorder. And he's more than welcome and open and happy to have conversations about this because that's the point. His whole thing is what do we do with those people and how do we treat people who are broken, who are Mm -hmm. different, Mm -hmm. who are hurt, who are coping? How do we deal with them? Do we villainize them? What do we do when they do quote bad things, when they do the wrong thing, you know, like how do we handle people who are different because you got to think Casey's one of the people who are different too yeah Casey's one of the broken people too who are hurt as well yeah who is adapting and coping and she just did it through cutting yeah now is Casey the good guy arguably now is Kevin or the beast or the horde the bad guy because they're both they're both coping with their trauma and they're coping with it in different ways yeah we've seen Casey say that she does bad things on purpose to get sent and put in what detention because she wants to be by herself so i suppose that, that what it comes down to is who is having harm done to them right and who are they doing harm unto mm-hmm. casey is doing harm upon herself yeah and dennis ultimately by way of the beast is doing harm onto others kevin by way of the beast. yeah, yeah kevin uh, is is doing harm unto others and by way of Patricia yeah, and the beast. So I think I think there's a lot of legitimate conversation surrounding this. Yeah. And ultimately it's a good thing to talk more about it. Mm-hmm. The the trouble that I have, and this is unavoidable and and unignorable, is when do we have a movie in which someone who has DID is not the a dangerous man. person. Yeah. Yeah, because it's always, you know, Tyler Durden, the movie Identity, yep. uh, this movie, of right. course, I, th- th- arguably the movie Psycho, Dr. Mm-hmm. Jekyll, mm-hmm. Mr. Hyde. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always someone is deranged yeah, yeah. and multiple personalities and one of them is a killer. Yeah. You know, the bottom line is these people are real people mm-hmm. who have this disorder and most of them aren't violent. Well, here's what we do have to look forward to What's to this? see how it turns out. Legion coming on FX. Oh, no. Oh, God. That's a whole nother thing. Now, I don't know anything about Legion. I don't know anything about that 
that X-Men character. Legion is uh Dr. No spoilers. So this is this is uh, I think the relationship is significant is the son yeah. of Xavier. Yeah. That's it. Legion is the son of Xavier and has multiple personalities. And this is you know what there's some similarities between the way that Split proposes that each personality, each alter as they're called, has its own physical attributes mm-hmm. and Legion's mutant ability, I'm using air quotes here. Legion's mutant ability is each of those personalities has their own power set hmm. because mutants have power sets. Right. And if there are different personalities, each of them has their own abilities. Right. You know, like I, I don't actually know what all Legion can do, but let's say one of them is Iceman and does the ice thing. Mm-hmm. And another one is Emma Frost and does the diamond thing. Yeah. And another one is Xavier and does the telekinesis thing. So now that I think about it, there's some similarities, not the least of which split is a superhero movie right so that's what we, a secret superhero movie and this is what we find out towards the end we see david dunn we see we see my man bruce willie yeah we see after casey's in the car and the cop comes in and says look your uncle's here she has this long awkward stare and she looks at the cop and the cop looks at her like wait is that is that okay that he's here for you or you know they don't say this but with their eyes it's kind of like and I get the feeling that Casey is not going to go. Yeah, she does uncle. have this hesitation. Right. And that's right. the last we see of Casey for the film. Mm-hmm. And it seems like the film is ending. It's winding down. And I think we go to black, right? Yeah. But then we come back. Yeah. And we hear on the news, hey, listen, this character, this person being named the Horde mm-hmm. took two and a half gunshell shots to the, to the chest or whatever, and they're at large and they're free and whatever the case may be, and then what happens? Well, this guy is just like, wasn't there like, wasn't there somebody yeah, like the two that? two waitresses. Previously, what was that dude who was in the wheelchair? At this part, I'm yelling. And somebody I'm, turns. Internet, I'm yelling at the screen. Yo! Yeah. Somebody turns and he says, Mr. Glass. His name was Mr. Glass. Now, who is it? That's David Dunn. That's the unbreakable man. And I am in the the whole time yelling. This whole time. This is unbreakable too? Think about how it's in the same universe as Unbreakable. It's in the Unbreakiverse. I've it is in the it's on it's in the Unbreakiverse. Official canonical Unbreakiverse sequel. Wow. And wow. I have never seen a movie before that held out until the very end to say yeah. surprise sequel. Yeah. This whole time. Well done. It was in the same universe. And it's a really interesting feeling, don't you think? Watching Split and then having that information thrown at you at the very end yeah. makes you go all the way back and yeah. analyze the film and be like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa. Yeah. Now I understand it differently. Yeah. You're saying that we were using the same laws as Unbreakable yes. for this. Uni- You're saying that Horde is a bad guy that Bruce Willis might go after. You're saying there might be another movie and both of them are going to be in it. So that means David Dunn is in this universe? That Yo. means how old is his son? Yo. How old is David Dunn? Where's Elijah? Where's where, where's where's, where's Elijah Prince at? Is he in jail? Um, Like, well, does David Dunn work up the street from the zoo at UPenn? So does that mean they're within driving distance of each other? Where, so like, Yo, but what? that's that's a I'm really... sitting in the theater. The whole I just I just sit in the theater and I go and I'm literally running back the tape in my head and I'm going. So that means so because there's a part when he turns into the beast mm. in your mind you're kind of like wait wait a minute. He suddenly what? has superpowers. What's going on? Is At this... no other point in time did he exhibit 
quote unquote super abilities. Yeah. Any yeah. kind of mutant superhero ab- abilities. And even when that happens, you kind of kind of go, okay, I'm riding with you, but I don't really like what is this? Is this what is this a, like a horror movie? Like, is this is someone going to come out and cast a spell mm-hmm. and like exercise a demon? Is he possessed? Like, what what is this? I'll say that but reveal that, at the end that ties it up. the The reveal with Dunn at the end made me care a lot more, mm. a lot more. You've said before when when we talk about Star Wars, you're like, why do I care? Who are these people? Right. Why do I care? Right. And when I saw Dunn. A character from a movie that I like a lot. Yes. And it connects those dots together that I never saw coming. Never in a million years would have guessed this was the the T word. Right. Never would have guessed. T-shirt. Was the T-shirt. This was the T-shirt the whole time. White. Yeah. (laughs) But the thing is, is suddenly I cared a lot more. But in a moment, I also thought, yo, if you haven't seen Unbreakable, I feel for you. Because this whole movie suddenly seems like it's in on something yeah. that you are not in on. Because it's a good... So the way I feel about it is I liked the movie up until this point and I was just waiting for it to tie itself up. You know? Like, okay. End it. Land it for me, M. Night. Land it. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me the end of Village. Mm-hmm. No spoilers for Village. But, yeah. you know, yeah. bring it home. Mm-hmm. And that ending made the whole movie. Yeah. Now, I could also imagine if you don't know about Unbreakable, you're like, that just ruined the whole Who the hell was that? Because now, who's this guy? Yeah. Who's Mr. Glass? Yeah. What's going on? And because and of, if I didn't know about it, well, you just spoiled an awesome movie for me. Yeah, and this John does not advertise itself as a sequel to Unbreakable. It does not. At all. And when you think about it, that's a crazy gamble, man. Yeah. That is a huge risk. Yeah. Because if you put that Unbreakable franchise name on it, more people would get real amped about mm-hmm. it. But you would lose what this was, yeah. which was an incredibly creative origin story for a bad guy in a different universe. I've never seen anything like What? This. I've never experienced a superhero because this is the first superhero movie of 2017, Internet. This is the first comic book movie of 2017. Well, I mean, we got Triple X out now, so That's you know, the, Xander. On, stop it, you know, you got Xander Cage. That, we're not riding motorcycles in the ocean. Well, you know, oh, Xander, you know, Xander is uh, okay. That's enough. That's enough of that. Okay, <laughs> let's just let's stay on task here. Xander's got two personalities. He's got Xander, and also he's secretly Dom from Fast and the Furious. Same dude. Okay. It's the same guy. Right. Yeah. So you know, sometimes you got to surf on a dirt bike, and other times you got to Tokyo drift. You know. Hey. Yeah. You just—it's contextual, right? Context is king. Okay, so I'm saying I'm just letting you get out of your system. All right, you done? Triple X. We gonna do one shot. You better believe we gonna do one <laughs> shot. All right. So, yeah, I think that this thing—this thing makes the movie for me, mm-hmm. and I have never seen a, a superhero movie done like this. Cannot deny this I, was original. I, it, this is original. This is innovative. This is an experience that I will remember. It's kind of like. Oh, what, and it does a great job of that thing at the end. It's like the ending of a story arc mm-hmm. in comics. It's not the end of the book. The story continues, but you have concluded that arc and you go, okay, do I want to keep reading this book? Want to know what happens next? I'll keep picking it up. So what we find out is that from listening to interviews and stuff, M. Night is thinking about doing a third movie and making this a trilogy, making the whole Unbreakerverse, as we're calling it, a trilogy. All right. Good. Favorite part of the film, and then least favorite part of the film. Uh, favorite part of the film is the end. 
Favorite part was that reveal at the end. That reveal at the end was the best part for me. Least favorite part. Um, least favorite part. Or something that just kind of rubbed you. Um, the 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 blonde girl was getting on my nerves. Okay, like the, uh, I think like, her name was Claire. Yeah, the the entitlement of the blonde girl. Like, what's wrong with you? Why aren't you one of us? Da, 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 da. Yeah, just people who are like, shut up. Yeah, I'm trying. I know what I'm doing here. Like, and when the girl. The other girl got up from the table and tried to hit it with the chair. And she's like, no, stop, stop it. It just seemed like the other two girls were just messing everything up. Where even though, they, of course, they were trying to run, which makes sense. You know, if you're in that scenario, you're trying to get out of there. Um, and but they were very one-dimensional. You know, yeah. like they, we, we got to spend time with the flashbacks and Casey's life. Yeah. Uh, we didn't actually, we didn't have any opportunity to find out who these girls are or what. They just came across as entitled to me. I, and I think that was and the that point. that rubbed me the wrong way. I think that was the point. That was sort of like... Knight wrote them to just be there. They're just fodder. Yeah. And that was it. What they were there to make you understand that Claire, no, that Casey, Casey was an other. Yes. You know, that's why they were there. Just yeah. juxtaposition. My favorite part of this movie. Yeah, tell me what's up. Was not a scene in particular, but James McAvoy, man. Oh, Yes. That dude's yes. face and physicality. He, I agree. The way that he embodies. I changed so my many answer. Different, well, I don't change. That was my favorite part of the movie, but he makes the movie. He's he did it amazing. When job. the reveal at the end exposes Dunn and and what just happened in the universe you've been a part of, mm -hmm. I immediately loved the movie a lot more. But I also wondered. Was this a good movie? I I genuinely don't know. Was that so. good? Yeah, it was good. It was it was good without the twist. But what I'll, so what I'll say is I I wasn't totally sure if it's actually a good movie. Mm -hmm. However, dude, it's worth it just to see McAvoy acting. Yeah, his face off. Yeah, literally. literally. I mean, the transformation from Barry to Dennis when he's in Fletcher's office. Mm. I felt that chills. I'm, he 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 literally becomes a different person yeah. in front of your eyes, like a transformer. Mm -hmm. Like or, 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 he becomes a completely different guy. And if you've ever done any acting, if you've been in a sketch comedy group, if you've been in improv, if you've made a video on YouTube and just tried to be yourself into a microphone on yeah. camera, yeah. you understand that. That doesn't come naturally to oh, everyone. No, yeah, not. I mean, even if one of one, of, what is one of the most con, one of the most consistent criticisms I hear about Will Smith is that he's Will Smith in every movie he does. Tom Cruise, same. Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise every movie. Even are, some argue that Denzel's going to give you Denzel always in every movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, Frank. All right. And it, look. If you're good it, with I it, I mean, if you're good with it, Denzel when, when still I want gives it, you some different when looks, I want but. that, that's what I get. Tom Hanks, for you know, to some degree, you know, there's certain mm -hmm. personas, there's certain but actors. He became James McAvoy. Yeah, was a different person yeah. every time. I liked that. Yeah. So that was my favorite aspect. My least favorite aspect of this film was the way. Casey was left unresolved. Hmm. Casey in the back of the police vehicle. Hey, your uncle's going to come and pick you up. And that hesitation is like, ugh. You're like, I just survived all that. Yeah, I'm not going back with my uncle. Yeah, but the the lack of resolution for Casey and that got me a little bit because that girl has gone through some shit, and I wanted her to have a win. Just one. And even the well, victory, think, even the survival component, mm -hmm. surviving that experience and right. not being eaten alive right. was because she's been 
damaged and traumatized and messed with and mm-hmm. has suffered. Yeah. So it's like, damn, like that is what a double edged sword right there. Like, yeah. hey, congratulations, you win. You you're gonna live. You get to go back with your abusive, uh, sexually abusive uncle. Ooh. Happy? Sorry, Mario. Your princess is in another castle. Do 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 do. Like, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's... That was one of the only things. Cause I I felt like I was lacking catharsis because the the bad guy gets away. The bad guy. Mm-hmm. I'm using air uh, quotes again. Mm-hmm. Beast gets away, and our protagonist survives. Yeah, but I don't know. She and that's the worst for wear. I, I wanted a win. I and wanted I, a win. And I think. Looking at this like a comp, if you go back to Unbreakable, which I did the mm-hmm, next day, mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. I am watching Unbreakable immediately. Mind you, Unbreakable holds up from 2000 to the reveal in that movie. I completely forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the reveal altogether. So go back and watch Unbreakable again. If you haven't seen it in a while, you might have forgotten too. And it's actually a good movie. It ends really well. But the thing is, I look at it like the end of a story arc, the story you know, end of an arc of a comic book. Mm-hmm. It's a comic book. Comic books very rarely end, you know? You might see Carol Danvers at the end of an arc and go, geez, we even had a question. Is Are we going to redeem Carol Danvers? It's like, well, she's got to go through her emotions. Yeah. You know, Miles Morales has got to go through it. Wolverine has to go through it. Batman has died. Wolverine has died. Spider-Man has died. And, you know, at the end of that arc, he's dead. But you know the story's going to continue. So for me, I get what you're saying where you're like, look, I didn't get the solution. But if you look at it like a comic book, you go, well, this is a good ending to a comic book. Yeah. You want to pick up the next issue and find out what happens next. Yeah. So I would, now if we're in, at, at Matrix, Re- Matrix Revolutions, uh, oh, then no, we have no. a Matrix Revolutions type situation, uh, then no. I'm going to be furious. That was, I, I ended the story with more questions than I started. Mm-hmm. That I'm not okay with. You know that I like when a movie will give me that opportunity. I like having a movie like Arrival where I walk out and I'm like, I have a lot of, I have a sense of wonderment. Mm. I've been given enough to think about this situation. Yeah. And when I talk to my friends about it, when I get on the mic with you about it, when I talk to anyone who wants to listen to me, yeah. we're going we're gonna to cut it up and we're going to, digest this movie together yeah. i like that yeah revolutions no no I'm get out of my get waste, out of my house waste of time get you out of wasted my, my time revolutions major revolutions you get out of my house right you get out of my house right i'm gonna now. call the cops mm-hmm. keep playing man man how'd you get in here i told you to stop hanging out with matrix revolutions and get him out of my house no good for you no good for you Next you think you can just take out danos and hang out with whoever you want to you you got the infinity gauntlet and you're just gonna kick it with keanu Mm-mm-mm. You're gonna you're gonna kick it with a mech made out of individual pieces of trash Mm-mm-mm-mm. that looks like a dude wearing sunglasses, giant Mr. Smith. Same. That don't make no sense. Shame, man, man. Shame, shame. Ridiculous. What would your mama say, mama, <laughs> mama? <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, I think that that pretty much culminates this. Are you excited to see the next one? I called you immediately walking out of that theater mm-hmm. and said. So there's going to be an Unbreakable 3? <laughs> right. So that's what's up. Right. Because there needs to be. Yes. Or I will feel unsatisfied. Yeah. I need to know how this wraps up. Now yeah. that I know yeah. that Bruce Willie is in the same Unbreakaverse as the Horde, I need to see the two of them go toe-to-toe. Come to find out from listening to interviews after the movie, M. Night Shyamalan wrote in Kevin in the original script of Unbreakable. That's right. The part where, you know, spoilers for Unbreakable, 
literally spoilers for Unbreakable. If you haven't seen it, you might want to pause this. Unspoilable. A little bit. Um, there's a part where David Dunn follows the man in the orange jumpsuit. What, what that was supposed to be, from what I understand, he was supposed to actually run into Kevin. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. But the man in the orange jumpsuit was put there instead, or something like that. Yeah, because it, even in unbreakable one of the elements of the movie were these missing kids yeah like kids that were being held captive he was supposed to run into i think the art man the orange jumpsuit was supposed to be one of kevin's personalities oh. hence the kids yeah so i think that is what it was supposed to be um so the whole point is he pulled some of that dialogue and some of those scenes straight from his notebook from 15 years ago here's what i know I know I like this movie way more now that I know it's part of the Unbreakiverse. Oh, yeah. What I know is this feels like Knight, M. Night Shyamalan, returning to his form. Let's talk about that. Are you now, is your faith and love for M. Night Shyamalan rejuvenated? Or are you still on some like, I don't know. Well, look, I, what I know is he's good at what he's good at. Mm -hmm. He's good at movies like Sixth Sense, even Village. I know the Village was an, unsatisfying to a lot of people. I am one of those people. But it was still, I, I think part of that is because Sixth Sense had done so well and he had blown up real quick mm -hmm. and was given all the money, all the opportunities, all the attention paid yeah. to him. Yeah. And it was like suddenly there's smaller budget films that were more clever. The expectation was higher. Right. And maybe he had too many, too much access to too many resources and it did not cook into something good. Same with, with Lady in the Water. I think the expectation was a little too high and a little unrealistic. But I, I'm down with Devil. I was down with Devil. I wasn't mad at Devil. I, the happening signs, was terrible. This oh, oh dog happening the happening we just don't think that about didn't the happening happen. the happening didn't happen the happening was not happening absolutely not mm -hmm. but I think what happened is what had happening was the Avatar movie what was it the Last Airbender that terrible was, that, that was like not his genre that was oh, not his thieves. my lord whoever thought. That was the thing he should be in charge Why with. Why are all them kids white? No, 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 Have you seen? No, no, no. no Avatar? Can't, can't, why are all can't, of, why is everybody, can't. why are all the kids, the main kids white? Why is Aang white? Don't know. Anyway. Do not know. But the, the same thing with After Earth. Will Smith. Oh my God. Jaden. That was bad. So I think, I think what was happening here. Yo, like hard L's. I think what was happening here is he was experimenting outside of what he's good at. Right. And trying to do things that either were just not belonging to him or way outside his lane. Yeah. But this feels like returning to something like, yo, just stick to the thing you're good at. That's a damn fine recipe. Keep yeah. it. Yeah. Keep it. Yeah. I respect that you're trying to do something else, but... And sometimes you got to go out there and try some stuff to, you know, grow, learn, get better at what you, you know, already good at. Find out some different things that you, I'm sure, you know, you win some, you learn some is the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. And we go from... Sometimes you make a fury and sometimes you make a suicide squad, you know, Oof. David Ayer. Yeah. Like we, this, that's what's we up. We need to get back to fury player. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I am, I mean, the visit, he made the visit, right? Mm -hmm. The visit, I haven't seen. No I've spoilers. heard good things. I've heard, I've heard that people are like, okay, M. Night, this is back to what we talking about. And Split seems to be very similar. So I, for one, have been disappointed by M. Night, but I am one person who's like, I believe in you. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah. You gave us six cents signs 
Lady in the Water, I was even a fan of. Yeah. You know, like really? you made some good stuff. Wait, really? Lady li- in the Water, though? I liked it. Okay. I haven't seen it in years now. Mm-hmm. Since I've had grown up and been mature, more mature in my opinions and thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I go back and watch He-Man. I'm like, this isn't that good. It's not so But I loved it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I might watch it again and go, ugh. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what he does next. The other thing that I know, the last thing, and this is significant, y'all, if you've seen this movie, you know this to be true. You can't talk about it. Yeah. Like, in the first time that we recorded this episode, we explicitly said, hey, tweet us. Tell us what you think of it. You know what? Actually, don't. Cause yeah. you, because you can't. Yeah. You, that's not something that you can do without messing it up. Yeah. I did not see a trailer. I didn't see a commercial. Mm. All I saw was a movie poster and someone described the idea of the movie to yeah. me. I sat in the like fourth or fifth row, just me and the movie screen, didn't have one idea what was coming for That me. sounds amazing. That was good. That's Blitz. how you watch a it movie was right Zen. there. It was Zen. That's and then how you do it. I, I went home and I watched trailer number four for Guardians of the Galaxy. You know I did Why that. Why did you do that? You know that I did that. <laughs> Gosh. All Don't right. push that button. Let's end it before it gets too crazy in here. <laughs> All right. So listen, what did you think of M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie, Split? Shoot us a tweet at Octavius A. Newman. And Adam, what's your Twitter? Hit me at Adam Teterus, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. Yeah, let us know what you thought of the movie. And also what we want to know from you is what other movies you want to see us do movie reviews on in the future. You so, know you want to see Triple X, though. Come uh, on. Don't play with me right now. You know you want to see Triple X. Uh, yeah, right. Sure. Sam Jackson. I think Ice Cube is in there. I don't know if Exhibit is going to make a cameo, but he should stay to the union, you know? How do you not want to see this movie? I mean... I don't want to spend money on the movie. Is okay. what it is. That's I, fair. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. That's I don't fair. want to pay for it. That's fair. But here's what we got coming up in the month of February. So here's a couple of things that you can shoot at us. Let us know what you want to watch next. We got Rings, which no. you're not excited Pass. about, February 3rd. Pass. We Skip got it. the Lego Batman movie, February yes. 10th. We've got John Wick Chapter 2, also February 10th. That's, that's my movie. That's the one that I must stay alive until. You know? <laughs> right. That's my John. I'm right. like, I get, just need to make sure that I live long enough to see John Wick Chapter 2. And also, you want to live long enough to see The Great Wall, <sighs> February 17th. I know you're excited about that. Matt, da- Matt, Matt Damon's The Great White Wall of China. <sighs> I saw an advertisement for that on Facebook the other day. Uh-huh. And it's got Matt Damon on the front. It says... The thief becomes the warrior. And I'm like, well, what did he thief? <laughs> did he he took he, he appropriated. The so appropriator becomes that's some, the that's some version of thievery. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And well, also another thing we have, I'm really excited about this. Get out. Mm-hmm. By Keegan, uh, directed by oh the yeah. horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, February twenty fourth. Oh my 24th, god, that looks so weird. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. So I'm in. there's a couple movies for you guys to search. You know, check out what other movies. See, these are some of the movies we're considering seeing in February. What movies do you want to hear us do a movie review on? Hit us up. Leave us an email, campojunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. Um, you can let us know what you want to see there. Also, like we said, you can tweet at us. Um, what else we got? Uh, I do want to do a one shot at some point about Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Um, would love to do a one shot about some of the new shows that are coming out. We'll do a one shot potentially for some Twin Peaks episode. Maybe we just dip in there and do like a, this is what Adam and Ock think of Twin Peaks. Hmm. Even if we don't do the whole thing, you know, just a, a little primer. Yeah. We got to do a one shot on young Pope though. <laughs> that Pope is so young. How are we going to do a one How shot? How old do you think he like, is? It's, it's 10 episodes, bro. I don't know. 
Here's my review of Young Pope. What did I just see? Yeah. What is this? Yeah, I watched it again the other day. Yeah. I was tw- texting you like, what is this? I don't know. I'm All fascinated right. by it, but yeah. I do not know. One other way you can get in contact with us, you can leave us a voicemail at our phone number. Here go the number. Yo, put this in your phone. Okay. 215. I got you. 948 2742. Hit us up, call us, leave us a voicemail. Again, 215 948 2742. And that's what we think of Split. Yeah. So why not split? Why don't we split right now? So we can do another episode of this show because we had to do this one two times. Two times times yeah all right so leave us five stars and a positive comment on itunes very important we appreciate y'all doing that Mm -hmm. you know subscribe to us on youtube we need to get to those hundred subscribers so we can get our own custom url do that for us as well and somebody sent a message to m night Shyamalan. tell him we want to have him on the show seriously philly philly repping philly at m night Shyamalan. tell him the best uh geek culture philosophers um in Philadelphia, you want to have them on the show. M. Knight, thank you for listening to the show. Thank we you know. for your five stars and positive comment. Thank you for your 23 stars and your positive comment. Possibly 24. 24 stars yeah. and your positive comment. Mm-hmm. Thank you for my f- favorite movie about Hank McCoy that I never saw coming, The Beast yeah. himself. Yeah. Thank you for my favorite movie about Marshawn Lynch that I never saw coming, The Beast. Yeah. I don't know if he goes by The Beast anymore. Yeah. Maybe not know. after this. <laughs> I don't know. I do not know. I do not know. Yeah. Follow us on SoundCloud. Leave your comments on SoundCloud. Let us know what you think there. Um, yeah, and share this around with people who've seen the movie already. Yes. Please don't ruin it for your friends and family. Please be nice Because they ain't going to be your friends anymore. Yeah. It's, it's rude. Don't ruin this. Stay cool. Yeah. Comic Book Junto says, stay cool. Respect the blackout congregation. Yeah. It's there for a purpose. Respect yourself and others. Oh, don't, don't play yourself. When you hurt me, you hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it for our review of Split. We love y'all. Until next time. Peace. (laughs) 